The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. People might remember that uh, in our Ireland's greatest moment series not too long ago uh, on the station uh, the declaration of Ireland as a republic was voted as the greatest moment in our history we're going back a little further in time uh, today 100 years ago to be precise 100 years ago this week to the state coming into being or the foundation of the free state however you want to describe it Ronan McGreevy the Irish Times journalist and author of Great Hatred the Assassination of Field Marshal Sir Henry Wilson MP is uh, with me to talk about this I mean, Rona, this might seem like a silly question, but how does a state come into being? It's a good question, actually, Kieran. Um, a lot of people are under the impression that the state came into being with the Anglo-Irish Treaty of December the sixth, nineteen twenty-one, but actually, it didn't. Uh, it was it was set up in provisional form, as in it was providing that a, f- a number of steps were taken, all of which were very difficult obstacles to surpass. The treaty had to be passed by both the Dáil and the House of Commons, as we know, it was very tight vote in the Dáil. There had to be a new draft constitution agreed by the British and Irish governments and that had to be ratified by the Dáil. So all of that was done and it was only at the very last minute when the British passed the legislation on the 5th of December that the actual state came into being on the 6th of December. So from that date on the state basically was on its own. And what state came into being? A 26 county yes, state? The, well, it, I mean, the treaty was actually originally and supposed to be a 32 county treaty and the Northern Parliament had the option of either opting in or opting out. And of course, they opted out. They opted out on the same day. So you could say for space of 12 hours we were uh, we were a united country but that was always going to happen um, but no the the state that came into being was the 26 county entity and how was there any uh, reluctance in Westminster to it over the 12 month period or was there an acceptance once the Anglo-Irish Treaty had been signed that yeah listen we're just the rubber stampers here it, it, it's in it's on the island of Ireland that things need to happen no, there was well. The British were happy to be shot of us by the end, but <laughs> uh, so to speak. But but um, they, I mean, the treaty was, was won the approval of the vast majority of MPs in the House of Commons. What did not meet with the approval of the British government was the original constitution, which Michael Collins had chaired the the drafting. They basically tried to draft a, a, a republican constitution that had no reference to the oath of allegiance to the king, and that power was vested in the people rather than in the sovereign, etc., etc. So the British were very annoyed about that. So the, the actual constitution that came into being still had the oath of allegiance, etc. But apart from that, once all of that was passed, the, the obstacles were really on the British side. As long as the British were, were satisfied that the constitution wasn't a republican constitution, which it wasn't, they were happy to let us go. So in, in the intervening period between the Anglo-Irish Treaty being signed and the, the free state coming into existence on the 6th of December had, had we like a, a Lord Lieutenant a Lord Lieutenant yeah, and, and a Viceroy the Lord Lieutenant and the Viceroy until the 5th of December okay. and then it was replaced by Governor General so Governor General was the same as say um, some of the Dominions like self-governing Dominions like Canada and Australia had you know so Tim Healy was the first one so that was in itself a, a very symbolic moment the Viceroy and the Lord Lieutenant were sort of Agents of colonialism in Ireland are perceived to be that way, but the 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 um, the, the, the governor general was something different. So, uh, is it possible to look at and assess what happened on the fifth and sixth of December, nineteen twenty two? 
independent of the civil war or is that the backdrop to everything? Well, the state would have come into being on the 6th of December anyway, uh, irrespective of the civil war, providing what I said to you about the constitution being Mm. passed. But of course, this was supposed to have been a momentous day in Irish history. I mean, when you think about it, going back to the uh, Norman the Norman uh, invasion of 1169 and yet here we are after all of those years uh, over 800 years later and the state comes into being but basically it's it's partitioned for starters and then there's a there's a substantial minority within the population that doesn't recognize it but at the time it was i mean you know you can if you look at newspaper reports at the time and and the speech that Cosgrave gave in the doll on the day he did realize the significance of the occasion but of course the government was in the middle of uh, the civil war at that time so mm. like there was no time for 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 there was no pomp and, pomp and ceremony no there was nothing no uh, there wasn't anything i don't know whether would there have been but for the civil war i don't know but at that stage um there was a fatwa basically or a, or a um, by by anti treaty forces against against TDs and senators um, because they had passed uh, legislation allowing for for the execution of anti treaty sites. So um, there really wasn't at that stage there was no real appetite for trying to celebrate something when the country's been torn apart by civil war. And what, at what point were we in the civil war? At the, well, at, was, on the 5th and 6th of December well, 22. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think that the war was basically over at that stage. I mean, the war really had been from September, from, from August on, when all the major centres of population were in the hands of the, the Free State forces. It was over. But it was still uh, the anti-treaty side were still engaging in guerrilla campaigns they were uh, targeting uh, that week they targeted the homes of a, of a TD called Sean McGarry uh, they they burned it down and killed his, his son and obviously on the 7th of December you had the um, shooting date of Sean Hale as a TD so only one day after the state comes into being there's a TD shot dead on the streets of Dublin and an, another one wounded so I mean it, you know that great question about it, that when did the Roman Empire fall and if you ask an ordinary Roman they couldn't tell you I mean you know they just kind of get on with day to day existence they have to harvest the vines or whatever it happens to be I mean did anything change for the small farmer in Ireland on the 6th of December 1922 no not really I mean it's it's uh, they just had a different jurisdiction Um, you know it would take you know, it's not like switching on or off light because it's a different jurisdiction. But for people who were around at that time, the state didn't have anything like the impact it has nowadays. I mean, there wasn't a developed welfare system. There wasn't a developed health system. Um, uh, there wasn't, uh, you know, education was not, there was an awful lot of, still a lot of illiterate people and, and so on. So there wouldn't have been, it wouldn't probably have made a huge difference to the material lives of people. Although at that stage, a lot of Protestants, as we know, were leaving the state because they didn't want to be part of it. Um, but generally speaking, no. I mean, you know, people woke up on the 7th of December and they still had the same problems that they had on the 6th. So, I mean, well, how did Cosgrave and others, the other players at the time, view this step? I mean, was it still, you know, that great phrase that we kind of retrospectively impose on everything back then, the, the freedom yeah. to achieve freedom. Is that how they viewed this as well? That this was yeah, just the, another step on the process? Yes. Well, well, I mean, Cosgrave gave a speech in the Dáil on the 6th of December. He said he was the first one to speak and he says, you know, I'm very conscious that I am the first Irish leader in history to be able to stand up in an independent parliament and make this speech. And then he said, but, and the but was the civil war, you know, there's a minority of people out there who 
who will not accept that this, this state has come into being and they are ruining it for the rest of us. Um, so that was his attitude. So, so they would have been aware of the significance of the occasion at that time. But again, there would have been no time for reflection given, given, given the state of the country. You, you mentioned some of the reporting, the press reporting at the time. I mean, was there any international significance Absolutely, to it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they, in fact, it was probably, it was probably more recognised internationally than it was at home. Because obviously when you're at home, we are, you're going to have people who are on both sides of the, 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 the Civil War argument. But if you, if you look at the American and British newspapers and the world newspapers mm. at that time, you know, Ireland's a free country. That was their attitude, you know, after all these centuries, Ireland's a free country. So you would have had uh, on that day, you would have had a um, huge amount of coverage from all over the world. I mean, Ireland was a, a, a test case for so many other post-colonial societies at that stage. But we didn't kind of see it that way because, as I said, we were we were just just, just focused on, on, on mm. the conflict at hand. Well, you mentioned coverage. There'll be plenty of coverage here in the station over the next couple of days, I'm sure in the Irish Times and elsewhere as well. Ronan, always a Pleasure. Thanks a million for coming in to us. Rona McGreevy is an Irish Times journalist and he's author of Great Hatred, The Assassination of Field Marshal Sir Henry Wilson MP. And given that we're getting close to Christmas, I notice it is appearing on lots of different recommended reading lists of history books. So Rona, you'll be commended for it. Thanks a million for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Kieran. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.